My name is Suzanne Legrand and this is The Shaman's Notebook. Today I'm speaking with Tammy Russell, who is a registered dietitian, homeopathist, and intuitive energy healer. I'm wondering if you could explain a little bit more about where heavy metal toxicity is coming from and how is it is affecting us. We, we get it from so many sources, um, so many sources that we're not even aware of. And I talk to this about pe- to people all the time because heavy metals can actually be behind a lot of um, neurological issues. Um, heavy metals as well as viral issues will perturb the nerves like no other thing. Um, but many people don't even think about it. Um, Parkinson's, for example, um, there has been um, a heavy metal link um, shown to be associated with Parkinson's. And Parkinson's is primarily a neurological disorder. But, but the presence of heavy metals, it can, it can be so simple. If you wrap your food up in aluminum foil and cook in it or cook on the grill with it, um, boom, you're getting exposed to heavy metals. If you use deodorant that has aluminum in it, boom, you're getting exposed to heavy metals. If you go to a restaurant, they're most likely going to use cheap old aluminum pans, and there's another source. If you breathe the air, um, even here in Portland, we're exposed to roughly 600 pounds of um, mercury in the um, atmosphere a year um, because we have we live we're, we're about an hour away from two different um, mercury emitting plants and each one emits about 300 pounds so that that is an issue and Oregonian had a report back in 2010 or 2011 about a, a lot of um, tainted. Um, high mercury air coming over from, unfortunately, like places like China, and it's settling into the riverbeds and getting into the fish and things like that here. I don't know. You know, it sounds very cliche. I'm not sure how true it is. Um, We have had our own factories right here in downtown Portland um, that were shown to be emitting dangerous levels of cadmium. Um, We have a paper factory right across the river um, in Washington so um, they're notoriously toxic and emit toxic fumes as well. Um, so you really, you can't be cavalier about your exposure. I have a lot of people that say, oh, I don't have tuna fish and I don't have silver filling, so I'm fine. I'm like, well, guess what? <laughs> Little did you know. Um, and, and it really um, brings back the other point I made earlier in that, you know, you could be one of those people that hold on to it. And that could be because of your liver snips. It could be because you, you lack beneficial bacteria that can be a middleman in detoxing that stuff. So it really depends on your body's ability to get rid of it, um, as well as how much you're getting in from the environment. So we really are, I think, kind of marinating it, marinating in it, and it's a huge problem. Uh, we can also get heavy metals from just taking prescription medications. Um, antibiotics can have heavy metals in them. So um, I, I think something we can't be laissez-faire about anymore. So you mentioned neurological problems like Parkinson's. Are there other problems that happen as a result of taking in too much, too many heavy metals? Yeah, there can be. I mean, we're, we're a lot of it's anecdotal, unfortunately, and we really need the research to back it up. There have been associations with things like panic disorders, anxiety, depression, OCD, ADD, ADHD, autism, Alzheimer's, um, multiple sclerosis, just to name a few other conditions that are associated, uh, like I said, more anecdotally than anything else with heavy metals. And given that from your description, it sounds like it's in everything, 
How is it that we actually detox from heavy metals? Well, we have those those liver SNPs that I mentioned. Um, we have these enzymes in our liver. We have phase one, phase two detoxification pathways in our liver, um, probably more than that as well. Um, those are the most well um, characterized, but we have these pathways in our liver which rely on a bunch of cofactors that consist of vitamins and minerals that help us to detox these things. So actually, um, our ability to detoxify is based on our nutritional status. So if somebody is really nutritionally deficient, they're not going to do a good job of detoxifying. Um, if we're somebody that holds on to things emotionally, they could hold on to things physically as well. So that brings in the aspect of energy medicine, which can be helpful. So let's talk a little bit about energy medicine. I know that you do what you call integrative medicine. Is that energy medicine? Not really. Um, there's pretty, there's, it seems to be there's a lot of um, allopathic physicians that are leaving traditional Western medicine on a daily basis and going into either functional medicine or what we call integrative medicine. Many people go to naturopathic school and become naturopathic doctors, which to me is kind of like the origin of functional medicine. They're the, the, grand, the grandfathers of functional and integrative medicine. Um, but energy medicine is a little different. Energy medicine works with the, the vibration of your, your cells and your organ systems and your tissues. Um, there's a book that was written probably about um, 16 or 17 years ago called Your Hands Can Heal You. Um, and there's a bunch of other books, too. That, that was one of my favorite ones, though, um, because it talks about how you can use simple hand movements to kind of guide those vibrations coming off of your tissues in a way that's healing for you. So that's more of what energy medicine is. People might know muscle testing as energy medicine, um, and it, there is a lot of um, relationship and similarity to that. So that is a type of energy medicine as well. But, you know, energy medicine is also homeopathy, um, is also just eating good food. Um, plants vibrate at a specific level, as do fruits. Um, so our bodies react well to the vibration in healing foods. Um, so we can think of eating more healthy as energy medicine. We can think of using our hands. We could even think of shamanism or using our thoughts um, to be energy medicine because we're dealing with the vibrations of our cells and our tissues. And in your work, you combine both allopathic medicine, integrative medicine, and energy medicine. Could you talk a little bit about how you use all of those? Right now, the energy medicine aspect of my practice is still um, a blossoming thing um, because it's, it's, I think it's a little alien to people. Like they, they're just beginning to understand like functional medicine and integrative medicine, and that is appealing to them because maybe they didn't get anywhere with allopathic medicine. Um, you know, if, if a patient has a concern which can be treated allopathically, for example, a patient that might be at risk for inflammatory bowel disease, I am for sure going to recommend they go see a gastroenterologist because that is way beyond my scope of practice, and that's, that's a liability. They need, they need other help that allopathic medicine can help them with. So as an allopathically trained person, which I was originally, um, I know that there's certain illnesses and conditions 
that do need the help of allopathic medicine, um, that, you know, they excel in certain areas and I am happy to refer them or talk to them about the benefits of that part of allopathic medicine. But in terms of energy medicine, um, it's a direction I would like to go in more with patients because I have seen tremendous healing um, within my own colleagues and family, um, especially when their minds are open to it. So um, right now what I do is a lot of just integrative. I look for the root cause of things. I work with supplements and diet. So a lot of what I do right now is based on those things. What do you think that energy medicine adds or, or perhaps excels at that, that, say, traditional allopathic Western medicine doesn't really address? Well, it's quick. It's non-invasive. You don't even have to touch the person. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot less expensive. <laughs> and you could do it remotely, which is wonderful. Um, and, and you could really bring about quick healing. Um, one day I had the worst migraine of my life and I thought I wouldn't be able to drive home from the doctor's office I was working at. And I literally sat in a chair and I practiced tapping and other modalities of energy medicine on myself for maybe five or 10 minutes and my headache disappeared. And I was like, yay, that was, that was awesome. Like, wow. I, you know, I haven't always been able to reproduce that, but it can be quick. It can be super cheap. And, you know, if you find what's really going on in a person what's causing that disturbance, um, then, then you, could, you could really get to the heart of the matter really quick and just deal with it and make it go away, which is really nice. I am Suzanne Legrand, today speaking with Tammy Russell, registered dietitian, homeopathist, and intuitive energy healer. Thanks so much for listening to The Shaman's Notebook today. Please subscribe in the link below or leave a comment. Thanks.